This is the Novel Marketing Podcast. I'm James L. Rubart. I'm Thomas Umstadt Jr. And this is the show for novelists who hate marketing but still want to become best-selling authors. And this week we're going to talk about how to pick the perfect genre to write in because that decision will have a profound impact on your marketing. So, Jim, if I pick the right genre, am I guaranteed to be rich and happy and have all of my dreams fulfilled? And better looking at the same time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's why you should listen. So many writers uh, love to write in multiple genres, um, but that can often be confusing for readers and harmful for your marketing earlier on. Uh, so, but how do you narrow it down? What, what's your advice, Jim, on someone who's just starting in their career and they're trying to figure out, I'm passionate about these four genres. How do I pick which one to write in first? Yeah, it's 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 really critical to make that decision. And before we even talk about that, let's talk about how agents and editors, if you're going the traditional way, will react to writing in multiple genres, and even readers, if you're an indie author. I've seen this happen again and again where uh, an, uh, an aspiring writer will come into an appointment with an editor or an agent, and they'll say, oh, okay, so what are you writing? Well, I'm actually writing, uh, I've got a romance going here, and then I've got this sci-fi thriller going here, and then I've just got a pure uh, suspense going over here, and what would you like? And an editor or an agent is going to look at that and say, oh my gosh, you don't know who you are. You don't know what you want to do. It'd be like going into a bank and saying, ah, I, I need a loan from you. I've got a great idea for a restaurant. Oh, oh really? What kind of restaurant? Well, I, I'd really like to do Cajun, and I'd also like to do Italian, and I've got a great, great idea for French, uh, a French bistro, and also I want to do a burger joint. The bank could go, I can't invest in you. You don't know who you are. You don't know what you want to do. Or put another way, let's say you're on a date. And, uh, you know, the person across the table was like, so tell me a little bit about you. And you're like, well, who do you want me to be? Yes, yes. <laughs> like, yeah. you want me to be outgoing? I'll be outgoing. <laughs> you want me to be, you know, quiet and reserved? I'll be quiet and reserved. It's like, that's not how it works. Yeah, it, it, it does not work that way. You need to decide who you're going to be on that date. You need to know what kind of restaurant you are passionate about being to the exclusion of all other restaurants in front of that banker and certainly in front of your readers or editors or agents. You need to know what is that genre you are most passionate about. All right, so you have me convinced. I need to pick a single genre, even though I hate that. I hate being restrictive because I'm an artist and I like freedom. But what do I do to actually pick that genre? You you take a look at the three genres that you like best and maybe you have multiple stories going in each of them and you have to put that proverbial gun to your head and say okay you got to pick one which is the one that you would and this is the hard part right what's the genre you would write if you could only write one genre for the rest of your life you never get to write in any other genre which is the one you'd pick once you narrow that down, once you know what that is, once you can live with that the rest of your life, then you're well on your way to being ready to present that to editors, agents, and readers. Now, shouldn't you just pick the genre that has the most money in it? Like, be like, hey, you know, I hear that zombies are really hot right now, so I'll pick zombies. And people do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you shouldn't, Thomas. Uh, and and it might seem obvious that you don't want to do that, but but people do it. So we need to address that. People go, well, I want to be a successful novelist. And marketing wise, it seems like romance is selling the best, which you know that is like the major category in in novels. I'm just going to write romance. The problem with that is what you might gut through it for two books, three books, even four books, but eventually you're going to go. I've never liked romance. I just did it for the money. And if you're in it to make money as a novelist, 
<laughs> get your running shoes on and run in the opposite direction as fast as you can right now because you, you're not going to become rich being a novelist, most of us, I should say. There it is. Um, people, the average person who begs for money on street corners makes more money in a given week than the average writer will in that same week. It, that's the nature of the industry that we're in. So you can't you can't be in it for the money. Yeah, you have to be in it for the passion. You have to be in it for. I cannot stop telling these type of stories. Really, that's how you pick your genre. And sometimes that's hard when you pick a genre that not a lot of people are reading. But again, you have to go back to why are you in it? Are you in it to be famous? Are you in it to get rich? Do something else. You can get a lot more famous and richer a lot quicker doing something else than writing. And it doesn't have to restrain you as much as you might think because those other passions can be flavors for the main course that you're writing, even if it's not the main ingredient. So you can sprinkle a little bit of romance on almost any story. I, I hear that it even works in science fiction where <laughs> occasionally a little bit of romance uh, will work there. Or, you know, a little bit of thriller goes a long way you know you add a little bit of uh, dramatic tension you add a little bit of suspense and it might make your romance a little bit more interesting so don't feel like oh if i pick this i'll never be able to have elements from these others again you can you can use them as seasonings that's such a great point because look at one of the greatest romances of the 80s right die hard (laughs) and a lot of people go what die hard wasn't a romance (laughs) Are you kidding me? Die Hard wasn't a romance. It was this, you know, John McClane and, uh, you know, terrorist and shoot him up and all this kind of stuff. But really, if you look at the heart of that movie, what is the thread that held the whole thing together? It was this romance between his wife, who John McClane was coming out to Los Angeles to see, and his love for her that that really motivated him to take on all the terrorists. And the end of the movie is them getting back together. So to your point, Thomas, obviously it's not a romance, but there was a strong romantic thread in there. Which made it work and made it appeal to a broader uh, group right. of folks. So uh, superhero movies are discovering this. Uh, a lot of the superhero movies coming out in the last year or so are funnier than the comedies that are coming out at the same time. So you don't go to a superhero movie expecting to laugh. But Spider-Man is really witty sometimes. And, you know, the banter between, you know, Iron Man and Captain America can sometimes be uh, pretty fun. And that humor develops the whole story. Absolutely like Iron Man. Let's talk about those three movies. There's this romance that's going through the whole thing. The first one is, oh, are Pepper Potts and, you know, uh, uh, Tony Stark going to get together? And then, you know, you see that progressing. So really good point that you can put those elements into just about any genre you're writing. So let's talk a little bit about switching genres, because I see a lot of authors who are in uh, the process of this. Uh, either they're thinking about changing genres or they're going through it right now. And from what I've observed working with authors over the last uh, five or so years is that this is incredibly difficult because you have all of this momentum going in genre one and trying to start in genre two. Sometimes it's so difficult that authors will just start over with a different name from scratch because it's easier than to pivot their current brand to the new genre much easier and some people are doing it and you can do it if you're i I think it's easier to do if you're doing indie publishing than trying to do a traditional it's it's almost impossible to do it traditional it's like it's like if you're switching brands it's like okay you've been a steak and seafood house for eons right and everybody goes into your restaurant and they expect it Somebody goes in one day and the doors are the same, the decor is the same, the name on the, the uh, on top of the restaurant is the same. You sit down to eat and they go, we sure hope you enjoy our pizzas. And you go, what are you talking about? 
Now, once you reach a certain level of fame, you can do it. John Grisham says, hey, I've always wanted to write a painted house, so I'm going to write that book. You're going to publish it. So they did. But the reality is that book sold, sold far fewer copies than his legal thrillers did. So it's tough to do. So the question is, what if you simply cannot stop yourself from writing in a very different genre? What do you do, Thomas? Well, there's a couple different approaches. One is the tagline approach, where you keep the same name and you have a different tagline and you use it as um, kind of a separator. One is to have a pen name, which I do not like <laughs> in general. The third best way that I would recommend is to get a co-author and have the your co-author's name as the first name on the book and your name as the second name on the book. So that way you bring your strengths and the credibility that you've built up, but you're not um, relying on your brand. Uh, you're relying on your co-author's brand for that genre. Well, and having another author on there tells readers automatically, oh, this is something different. Right. It's so, very different. So if it's in a different voice, they'll blame it on your co-author and not the fact <laughs> that you're experimenting with a new genre. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes you can uh, – I have a friend who's doing this right now, and she writes military suspense, and she wants to move into uh, more kind of fantasy, sci-fi, speculative fiction. And so she is doing a variation on her name. Which, okay, makes it clear this is a different kind of book than, than your usual book. So that's another avenue you can use. Uh, Ted Decker has done this uh, effectively using the co-author strategy. We've talked about pen names in the past, and we neither Jim or I are against them outright, but they are... They're like having a child or a puppy. It's a lot of work. <laughs> you need to know what you're getting into uh, when you get a pen name because you're basically multiplying all of the work you have to do from a marketing perspective by two, and you're cutting all of the results in half. And so it's got to be worth it. Uh, but it can be, and sometimes people will make tweaks with their name as a way to try to have their cake and eat it too. Um, I just see a, lots of uh, debris on the sides of the road uh, on that path. Finally, some good news. If you're not yet traditionally published or not even indie published, um, you don't have to decide yet which genre. You can, uh, you know, if I was starting out again and, and I actually already knew what genre I wanted to be in from the start, so it was never a push me pull, uh, push pull for me. But say you're an indie author and you're not sure what genre you want to write in. Put, put up a couple of different books and see what sells because here's the reality. You don't have to worry about that brand until you reach a certain threshold of being known. Uh, in other words, if 1% of 1% of 1% knows you as the thriller writer, it's not going to hurt you if you decide, you know what, I'm a romance writer, and, and then you go down that path. That is a great point. And this is, you know, if you're just getting started, it's one of the benefits, one of the advantages you have over somebody who's more established is that you can pivot and experiment much more easily and you can adapt to trends a lot more easily as well. So the more established you get, the more expectations you've built up for yourself, that becomes more and more of a burden. And it's not at all uncommon to see established authors who are so weighed down by that burden will go and write under a pen name just to escape that expect level of expectation from their um, from their readers. In fact, J.K. Rowling uh, did this very famously. She went and wrote a book recently under, right. under a pen name, and uh, it didn't sell very well until it, word got out that it was J.K. Rowling and that it sold like crazy. Um, but still, nothing like the Harry Potter books did because it was a very different book and a very different genre. Okay, this edition. In case you wanted to know, 
of the Novel Marketing Podcast has been brought to you by My Book Table. Now, essentially, My Book Table is a plug-in for your WordPress site. And what it does is it makes you money twice on your books. In other words, it sets you up as an affiliate with Barnes Noble or Amazon, et cetera, et cetera. And so you get paid for a person clicking through, plus you get paid when they buy the book. So it, it, it's a fantastic plug-in. You can find out all about it at mybooktable.com. We would love to hear from you. Uh, we have an email address, uh, novelmarketingpodcast at gmail.com, and we read those emails. Uh, there's an ask a question button, and we, uh, read to the, we read every single one of those, and we often will respond. So we've been interacting with some of our uh, listeners. We'd love to interact with you. So shoot us an email. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you hate. Uh, really, anything you want to say, uh, we want to hear. Let us know how we can better serve you. And if you have any questions, especially if you have a marketing question that you'd love for us to answer, we would love to answer it. This has been the Novel Marketing Podcast, giving you novel ideas on how to promote yourself and your writing, offline, online, and everywhere in between.